The Real Estate Sessions is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising brilliantly simple. Choose your zip code and build your brand. Enter an address and promote your listings. Or upload your list and stay top of mind with your sphere of influence. And if you go to adworks.com slash billrisser, you'll do more than just build brand awareness or nurture your network. Right now, you get to save 15% off your purchase, and I get to send 10% to the Colon Cancer Alliance, an organization that means a great deal to me. That's adworks.com slash billrisser. And so with you know experience and resources, agents are able to provide this great level of service. And that's what people are seeking from their agents. And, you know, even in today's day and age with all of this technology out there, all of this, you know, automated ability to create documents and store things and share data and all of that, people are using real estate agents or professionals more than they ever have before. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions, where industry leaders share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 116 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in, for sharing the podcast with a friend. It's how we continue to grow, and I really thank you for that. Uh, Really excited for today's guest. We're going to kind of head off into the tech world, the startup world of real estate, and we're going to have the CEO of Relola, that's Heather Siddig-Jackson, join us talk about her story, and talk about the Relola story as well. Heather, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Bill. It's really great to talk to you today. Well, I am excited to, to talk to someone who's doing something really cool uh, in the in the, the tech side of real estate. Uh, and we're going to talk a whole lot about that. But first, I want to find out about you. And and so my first question is, I know that you're based in, in the uh, Bay Area now in Northern California. Is that where you is? Are you a native of California? I am a native of California. I was born in Southern California, but um, I did grow up all over the country. And so I don't, I mean, as an adult, yes, I've chosen to live here. Um, but I do feel like I'm kind of a native of America, really. And that, that comes from the fact that I know that uh, you've, I've heard you in other interviews def- define yourself as a military brat, right? Yes, yeah. definitely grew up in the Army. So um, let's see, which one of your parents uh, was in the Army or in the military and kind of kept you uh, moving around the country? Both of my parents were in the military, but um, my mother actually was the one who had us moving all over the place. She retired as a major, so we got to live in all kinds of different places um, during my childhood, which was, I think, a lot has to do with how I ended up in real estate. Ah, that makes sense. Um, well, let me ask you this. I, I've talked to other friends who, who kind of grew up in the military, and, and there's so many moves and changes and so many adjustments for the children because you're, you're really, in a way, being uprooted from friends you've made, and then you've got to start all over. Um, talk about that a little bit, but also, which, which stop was your favorite? <laughs> well, okay, so to answer the first part, yes. Moving around as a kid and getting uprooted, is, it's traumatic to be Frank, you know, it's, it's really hard. Um, and for me, I'm a natural introvert. I'm actually a pretty shy person. And so having that layer on top of it made it more challenging because every time we moved, you have to meet new people and kind of put yourself out there, um, which of course made me do a couple of things. I was the oldest, so it made me use my siblings to help me make friends and boss them around and um, which is you, you can hear all about that from them one day sure. but um, the other part of it is that it really taught me how to be able to talk to different people from you know what feels like a different culture and 
that I'm certain has a lot to do with um, being successful in real estate as an adult. So that's the first part. And then I think the, the second part of your question was about, is there a favorite place? And the answer is no. I, you know, I've, I lived in Texas, South Carolina, Washington, D.C., Seattle, and, you know, California now, and there's just a lot of bopping around. And I think that for me, really, the experience provided all of these different wonderful memories of each place. And so I, as an adult, like I have all of these favorite special memories about different places, like the rain in Texas, where if you want to go from your car to the front door, you are absolutely soaked in warm rain. And it's like, you just took a complete shower in two seconds. Right. Right. And even in South Carolina, like collecting frogs. And I, I remember, um, when my sister was little, I got a Folgers coffee can and I filled it with frogs and I gave it to her in her bed and she opened the can and like all these frogs hopped out on her. And that's like a total South Carolina thing because they're everywhere. So, <laughs> so yes, I, I don't know. It's, it's more of the memories of um, things that are specific to the place than a particular place. You so you've kind of composed this montage or collage, right? Of these images and memories. Yeah. yeah that's, I love that answer. Yeah. That's great. We'll, we'll fast forward a little bit. You then um, move on to college and you attend the University of Washington, a proud Husky, right? Oh, yes. Well, definitely um, loved University of Washington. And I do love Huskies and all dogs. So <laughs> I'm a fan of dogs, but I'm not particularly a like sports person, I have to admit. Well, let's see. Uh, what, what, what was your time frame that you were at uh, UW? I was at UW from 92 to 96. Yeah, I was going to say, kind of a heyday yeah. for the football team, right? It was probably the peak. Um, I know that. I, I, I believe the Huskies went to the, the um, Rose Bowl two or three times during my college years. And I have to admit that during those years, even though one of my roommates was a cheerleader for the Huskies, I went to, I believe, one football game. All right. And I know so I'll get a lot of. <laughs> class for that. <laughs> well, we won't talk about the Pac-10. I think the Pac-10 at the time. We won't talk about that anymore. It was the Pac-10. Let's move okay, on. Okay, thanks. All right. So while, while okay. you're at UW, um, and I find that most of the people I interview when I'm kind of getting their backstory, like real estate wasn't mm -hmm. even a thought, you know, for them while they were in school. They had some other career path, and then real estate turned out to be a second kind of a, a career. So were you already thinking right. about a career in real estate while you were in school? I already had a career in real estate when I was in school, actually. Right. Yeah, so I started working in real estate when I was 16 at a Remax office in San Antonio, Texas. And that, um, I, I know that that, you know, inspired my entire career. When I was at University of Washington, I was working for a, an architecture firm. And then I actually went on to work for a, um, a mixed-use developer called Triad Development. And so during my years in college, where I was actually studying architecture, I was working in architecture and in um, real estate development. So there was never really a, um, a stop. You know, once we started at 16, I, I've been doing it ever since in some way, shape or form. So you had uh, residential when you were a teenager and kind of before you went away to school, mm -hmm. get, that, get to look at the commercial right. side of things while you're in college, which so that's a really good yeah. depth of knowledge on the on the uh, industry, right? Yes. And then when I got out of college, actually, I started working in um, residential mortgage lending during sort of the heyday of that, all of the crazy nonsense that went on in, in mortgage banking. 
I was involved in. And um, so I've had, you know, I've really worked in this industry from a variety of places, um, which is nice because all those pieces sort of come together. I feel like I have a pretty comprehensive knowledge of how real estate works. Well, that really is going to tie together nicely with the Relola story, you know, having that sort of background and you know, knowing exactly what you wanted to do. I, I love that. Um, let, let's talk, though, before we get to that. Uh, in 2002, I believe you're still in your 20s. You start your own brokerage, right? And, and so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Maison Nouveau, did I say that right? Because I'm, yes, I'm really that's right. on my friends. Yeah. Good, good. T- let's talk about that story and how that started. <laughs> Okay, so I was um, working in a real estate company in Berkeley, California at that time. And it was a period of time where properties were selling in days, like just they went on the market and they were being sold with multiple offers, oftentimes all cash. It was even during a time when people would throw in stock options and it was in cases of wine and like anything to get the house. And it was kind of crazy. And I was working as um, an assistant for a, a very successful broker in Berkeley. and one of the agents in the office started um, kind of bragging about like how amazing it was that she just double ended the transaction and made all of this money and it was on cash. And she was bragging in a way that I actually found to be kind of offensive. I thought this is terrible. Like she's basically saying that she's making too much money, like that it's completely ridiculous how much money she just made. Now, I know that agents work extraordinarily hard. And and at this point in time, it was just one of those blips in this moment where the, the really the, you know, everything was kind of flipped around and who, where the benefit was going at that time. And it was crazy. And that was a bubble and it did burst, but it gave me this idea that, okay, there's a better way to do this. And I thought, first of all, in this market, the, um, the 3% commission doesn't make sense. So I thought, putting together a real estate firm of really talented people that worked as a team and sort of collaborated for every client and then provided a commission structure that made sense for the market um, would be compelling. And so that was the foundation for Maison Nouveau. So Maison Nouveau actually kind of came out of the woodwork around the same time that Redfin and Zillow popped up and really had, um, I would say, is one of the first real estate companies that was founded on a team-based model. So that's what really made us stand apart. And it was a great place to work. Uh, since that time, uh, you can't go anywhere without bumping into a real estate team, right? I mean, <laughs> they're That's everywhere. right. I know. I know. I was like, yeah. we, we started that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's great. A team is fantastic. I, I, I really think there's a huge value to having a strong team. And, and I, I believe I've, I've heard somewhere, read somewhere that, that you didn't really sell, right? That you just created this environment and hired really good realtors to come in and work the the plan that you had. Is that? Oh wow! Did you read that? <laughs> that is completely not true. <laughs> no, that is so, so you, untrue. You were selling. You were selling, right? I was. I mean, elbows deep. I was. Yeah. Yes. In fact, and you know, the thing is, um, you know, I I love listings because of the whole marketing aspect and and even content creation for the listing. And, but I was that agent who was there like literally with a toothbrush scrubbing around the edges of the kitchen sink, you know, before the broker's tour, like I very, very deeply involved in every um, transaction. Awesome. The entrepreneurial kind of spirit runs deep in you, right? And is that yeah. something do you, is that something you, you think comes from your parents? Is it, is it come from maybe the, you know, traveling around the country as much as you did, where'd that come from? You know, I think you're born with it. So 
So yes, I've heard and read that there's a genetic link to um, that. Like, there's an actual like DNA structure to being an entrepreneur, which I think is is funny, but possibly true. My father was also an entrepreneur and started a number of businesses. I started starting businesses when I was five. So I had, um, I would like collect empty Coke bottles from the side of the road and get flowers and stick them in there and sell them next to the, you know, next to the road at the end of the driveway when I was five. And yeah, and I did all kinds of projects, even in elementary school where I would, you know, I would sell candy to kids at the Boys and Girls Club. I would um, make books, like write books and then mass produce them and sell them at recess. Um, yeah, it just, I could go on and on, but this is definitely something that I've been doing my whole life. Wow. Let's, wow. I love, first of all, (laughs) can you give me a title of one of the books? One of them was called what to do with extra slugs. (laughs) Slugs in the snails, right? Yes. As in, yes. In in Seattle, there are slugs everywhere. So (laughs) the title was what to do with extra slugs. I think another one was called giraffes in space these are the two that i remember mostly right now there, there has someone has to have those and we've got to find those i think i know <laughs> they're somewhere my dad yeah. might have them that's what we'll have them on amazon in no time right they become a best-selling author. that's right yeah right. oh they'll be amazing you'll you'll love it all right <laughs> so moving forward from uh uh, Maison Nouveau. Uh, you sell that brokerage just a few years ago, right? Um, not not too long. I, um, yeah, it was acquired by McGuire, um, which is a boutique firm in the Bay Area, and that was in, I believe, 2011. So you know, six years ago. And so, then let's talk about Relola. Um, I, you know, I'm fascinated by the idea here of the a way to make it easy for realtors to, to create content. I mean, really drop dead simple. So talk about that process where you saw this as, you know, an opportunity um, and how long did it take from mm-hmm. your first thought to actually getting some product, you know, out there? Yeah. So I, you know, Riola was started three years ago. I mean, literally three years ago was the moment I had this like Eureka, like here's something that's exciting moment. And the, and the reason is this. Today, people are looking to real estate agents for their inside knowledge, for that specialty knowledge that they have of what a property is worth or where, you know, what's great in a neighborhood and in a community and, and where should I live and, you know, which side of the zip code is better than the other side or whatever that might be for whatever reason. And there, people are not looking to real estate agents to help them find a house to buy. They can find a house to buy all day long online and, you know, on a gajillion different websites. So in today's day and age, I, you know, the real estate agent or the real estate professional's job is twofold. One is to provide this exclusive layer of expertise and insider knowledge. And the other is to be a project manager and guide their clients through what is usually a a difficult transaction at some point. And you don't know what point that's going to be, but there's always something that happens. And so with, you know, experience and resources, agents are able to provide this great level of service. And that's what people are seeking from their agents. And, you know, even in today's day and age with all of this technology out there, all of this, you know, automated ability to create documents and store things and share data and all of that, people are using real estate agents or professionals more than they ever have before. So 
that's something that is noteworthy, I think. Right. Um, technology is not, yeah, is not um, reducing that need or that desire for that level of service. So the thing that I see is, okay, here's what people want. They want this fantastic level of service, experience, and knowledge. And that's what you have to offer as an agent. But there's, <laughs> like, how are you making that known? How are you sharing that with the world so that people know you're the person, you're the expert they should reach out to and feel good working with? Because I'll tell you something, they're looking for this and all of the things that they buy, consume, service providers they select online. That's where we look for stuff today. And what I'm seeing agents share, you know, themselves is on bus benches and billboards and places that, first of all, don't provide any information about that agent other than their phone number and their email address. And don't give that um, viewer any opportunity to learn more by clicking on them, you know, getting somewhere with that. So I see this tremendous waste of advertising dollars that are being used in an arcane way by agents who I think are just in the habit of doing that. And um, this huge opportunity of leveraging that insider expertise and knowledge online in a way that's practically free and actually um, making those meaningful connections and reaching the, uh, the audience that you want to be working with in a compelling way. So that it was all of that, but you know, that's a really long answer, but that it was that, um, that kind of nugget of aha, this is, this is what today is about. This is what people are looking for today in an agent. And this is where they're looking for it. How do we make that happen? That's where Reload comes in. Yeah. I've been talking a lot lately about the conversations that arise from a relationship or what, mm -hmm. what every realtor is looking for, right? What every real estate professional is looking for is another conversation. That's right. And this is now you're saying, put yourself in a place where those conversations can start, right? Exactly. Yes. And yeah, start the conversation, right? Right. right. That's perfect. Get I, it started. Yeah. Your, your passion for real estate is obviously, you know, <laughs> very apparent. But, but so I want to ask you that a question, you know, that, that I mentioned a second ago about relationships, you know, the value of relationships from a realtor's perspective, which you have, but also as, you know, from, from the perspective of a CEO, how important are they? Oh my gosh. Relationships are absolutely everything. They're everything. When running a business, you know, you don't have, Relola is nothing without the people who work there. And the relationships that the people who work there have with each other are what make the company move forward and it, what give the company its particular culture and spirit. And the, all of that you can feel when you engage with Relola as a product. Um, and that's because of the people. And it's their relationships with each other, their relationships with, um, you know, what it is we're building together and their desire to make that real. And I, you know, I just don't think that there's anything without that human, you know, human relationships. And so all of that is what you bring to it. And so we are always seeking people who, who get that and who, who bring it internally, but also externally, there are these relationships that you create. I mean, as the CEO, here are the relationships I have. I have relationships with my um, coworkers and colleagues. I have relationships with my users, the people who are using Relola. Like that's a huge and important relationship to me. And as you know, somebody running a tech company, I have a relationship with my investors. And all of these different types of, um, yeah, if you want to call it groups or entities that I need to relate with on a daily basis have a similar, there's something similar. There's a thread that connects all of them. And then there's something different in each one because of what they need from 
their um, relationship to me as the CEO and, and to the company. I have this odd question I want to ask you. I've, I've, I'm adding it to the podcast because I heard it on another show. And it made me th- kind of think about my, my, my career in the real estate space. But if I had to, you had to give right. me one, one moment, your happiest moment of your real estate slash tech career. We'll put tech in there as well. Could you define that? Your happiest okay. moment? Yeah. My happiest moment. Wow. That is, that's like asking me the, my favorite place where I've lived. True. Right? True. Like, it's, I don't have a happiest moment. I have so many happy moments. So many. It's not, it's more about like, there's something so satisfying when you see somebody else have like an experience that matters to them. And I think all of my moments that, that stand out are, are those kinds of moments. Like when you're working with a client and they buy a house and they move in and they get back to you and they're just like, this is amazing. I love living here. Thank you so much for see, helping me see, you know, this potential or whatever it might be. Um, there are other like interesting things that are popping to mind for me right now. For example, sometimes in a real estate transaction, things can get really hard and really difficult. And these, when this happens, people get pushed and some people just, you know, they get pushed and they can get negative and difficult and it's frustrating and you help them get through it and everything turns out okay. Cause everything always turns out okay. But some people in these particular moments, they rise. And I remember this, this first time buyer couple that I had where they were buying a house and the, um, the inspector came in and was basically like, this house is going to fall off a cliff, you know? And, and it was really stressful for them, for the sellers, all they needed peers to be put in. It was like a hundred thousand dollars worth of structural work needed to be done. These buyers, they, they rose, like they became, they made it work. They, they um, were super excited about buying the house and it was, I was just like, wow, you are um, really incredible people because a lot of people would not have come through like that. And um, I don't know. So that's, that's like one of those, it's a really old memory for me, but it, it was something that really struck me and like how, how difficult situations you can either see the best or the worst in people. And in that case, it, I definitely saw the best. And these first-time buyers. Well, I love the fact that your happiest moments involve making other people happy. That's a great, that's a great trait to have. Oh gosh, of course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, we're recording this episode just a couple of weeks after NAR's uh, annual event in Chicago, and Rolola had a really big announcement. Can you talk about that for a little bit and tell us uh, what's going on? Oh. I'd love to. Um, First of all, let me just say Bob Goldberg, who's the new CEO of NAR. um, That guy is amazing. And uh, Brilola's big announcement has a lot to do with him. I met with Bob a few weeks ago or maybe months ago at this point. And I said, look, I, you know, we have all these associations that want to roll out Brilola, all of these brokerages, and they're all over the place. And it's, you know, it's, it's a huge amount of agents and it's going to be this one by one by one thing that we're going to do. But what I don't love about that is that agents are getting access to Relola at different points in time. And I really would love for all realtors to have the opportunity to, um, you know, have Relola presented to them all at once because that just seems better. And he completely agreed with that. So I said, how about an idea where we, we work together to spread the word? And Relola is, we give Relola away for free 
You know, I mean, what our investors are looking for is engagement. They want to see people using it, loving it, and it working for them. And, you know, that's, and I think for agents, like, the last thing they want is to make another buying decision about technology. There's so much in front of them. And if I can make this work with my investors, can you, Bob, make it work with NAR for us to do this together as a, as a kind of a co-project? And, I'm, you know, I wasn't asking NAR to invest in any in Relola or, you know, pay for these accounts. It was completely just like free. Let's do this in the spirit of supporting the realtor members of NAR. And Bob was just like, well, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> yes, let's do it. And um, in addition to that, because NAR, you know, our, our Relo was part of the REACH program, this is a great opportunity to put a, shine a light on REACH, which is a fantastic accelerator. Um, and beyond that, he said, though, and I was, I was showing him how Relola works. And he was like, Heather, this is so fantastic. I want all of the NAR executive team to use Relola to share their stories and insights and experiences out in the field with boards and associations so that we can demonstrate and validate to our members what we're, you know, what we're providing and how we're there for them in the same way that realtors using Relola can demonstrate and validate to potential buyers and sellers their expertise and what they're doing and how engaged they are locally. And so, th- I, I mean, at that moment, I was just like, okay, this is incredible because you've just opened the door and showed us how Relola works outside of, you know, just the agent usage. And you're, you're giving us a whole nother way of using it, which is super exciting. So um, without, you know, of course, we said, yes, 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 let's do this. I think one of the things I love about Bob is he's just like, let's do it. And then he goes with it. Um, he's totally been on top of it since that conversation. And we are going to be going to Chicago and DC in a couple of weeks to roll out Relola for the NAR executives. And at NAR Expo last week, we did make the announcement that Relola is now um, a free tool for all realtors. And so they can start using it right now. And it's also, it's an app, right? Yep, they can download the app, Google Play Store, Apple Store right now. Um, and then, you know, just really super quick, what it does is it gives you a way of sharing content about homes for sale, schools, anything, anything you want. You can drop a pin anywhere on the planet, share your perspective, you can add photos, and in a few weeks, we'll be adding the ability to share video. And all of this can automatically broadcast through your social channels. So instead of having to go to Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, you just do it once with Relola, and it's out there. And then the cool thing is those, those um, posts in your social channels can link back to exactly where you want people to end up. So ideally, that's your website or your Facebook business page. And then on your website and on your Facebook business page, you can embed your own Relola map showing everywhere you've been, what you've said, a gallery of all of that content, and even your, um, a, what we call the Relola decks, which is like your own version of Angie's List which is your vendor network or the people you rely on um, for your clients. So all of this is kind of baked in for a super simple, easy way to share that which people want from you. And um, it's literally, it takes seconds to, to do that. And if you're doing this on a daily basis, you're just in front of so many more people um, sharing what it is they're looking for. So you're telling me, I don't have to write blog posts. I don't have to do if I don't want to. I mean, there's another way for me to let people know what I know. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And in fact, you have no business writing blog posts. You're not a blogger. 
if you're a real estate professional, you're a real estate professional. I mean, blog posts, to do that successfully is a full-time job with a staff. That's what it takes. Right. I have to ask you, um, I've tried to piece together like some, what the meaning of Relola is. Like I keep thinking, okay, the R has got to be real estate and the, maybe the LO is location. Mm -hmm. Is there a story behind the name? (laughs) Well, there's always a story, right? Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty simple one though. We wanted a name that was evocative of real estate, but didn't tie the company to something in particular, like, you know, Real Estate Insider or something like that. We wanted it to be fluid enough that it could take on a life of its own and have its own, create its own meaning in time. So Relola is a word that doesn't mean anything in any language anywhere. And that in that way, uh, the, our users get to define the word Relola just through their usage and how, how they engage with it. Um, but it does, you know, evoke real estate, like the idea of relocation or RE for real estate and you know, all of that. So it, it works nicely, I think. And final point is that it was a URL that was available for, you know, like $9.99 or something instead of $2,500. So right. that helped. How long is the process? How long is that process to find Relola? I think it took a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of just making up words, living with them, seeing what you remember the next day, drinking a couple glasses of wine, you know, Perfect. all of it. I love it. <laughs> Well, let me, I had you here, you know, over the half hour I asked you for. So I'm going to um, wrap up with the same question I've asked every guest uh, on the podcast since it started. And that is, um, if you could give one piece of advice to a new agent just getting started in the business, what would it be? Oh, I love this question. That This is the advice I have for a new agent. So you already have what it takes to be a great agent. If, you know, as a new agent, don't sweat what you don't know. Just be dedicated to providing the best level of service that you can and to finding the answers when you don't know them. And, and that's, you know, it's that simple because when you, sh- when you are helping a, a new client um, either buy or sell a house, if you make that promise to them that you will give them your best and then you do that, you can do that from day one and you'll do it forever and it will get easier as you, you know, as you mature in your career and you learn more and the resources become, um, you know, something you, you know exactly where to find an answer. You already know the answer. But all you're going to do over time is expand your knowledge and have quicker access to that. But you can't expand your dedication to your client. It can be as big today as it would be in five or ten years. Heather, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? The best way to get in touch with me is um, to send me an email at heather at relola.com. Awesome. And, or you can just smoke signals sometimes work as well. <laughs> Good. Heather, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to uh, the listeners here at the podcast. It, really, really excited for what you've got going and can't wait to see where, it, uh, where the path it takes. I know I'll be promoting it a lot as I talk to the realtors I deal with out, down here in Southwest Florida. So uh, thanks for all of your effort. Oh, thank you, Bill. It's really been a pleasure.